0: Unwanted, back February 13th, 2023.
1: Ricky, you're there. You're not late. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I made it. Mondays are a little crazy for all of us, I think. But uh, yeah, another Union Unwanted. Uh, we have been doing it, our regular schedule. I know we announced that we might be switching it up. We're still uh, figuring out what uh, day and time works best for everybody. So please... Just keep checking that RSS feed and our Odyssey channel and Rockman channel for latest updates and episodes, and um, check out the union. Does the union not want the URLs to work, Mike? I, I actually, think so. It I, goes I somewhere. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll double check somewhere. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, check that out. And uh, and today, another Monday. Tons of things to talk about, right? UFOs. Who? I mean, I actually, I wanted to get Mike's opinion on this. What's your opinion on? Uh, What's going on with all the UFOs? Is it just a distraction? Is it Project Blue Beam? What's going on? Well, I, I suspect you're talking
0: about the you know, Chinese spy balloon from last week. And then the most recent downed object that was over Alaska over the weekend. then another one over, uh, what was it, Lake Huron? Not but uh, 36, maybe 48 hours ago. Uh, I think these actions serve a couple of different purposes, especially with the, the Pentagon and the White House. Uh, most recently, the White House basically said they're not aliens, but the Pentagon has been uh, pretty guarded, saying they're not ruling anything out. Uh, this allows uh, our administration and just North America in general, Canada as well, to look tough and tell everyone else that, hey, we are surveilling our aerospace. So... Hey, you better think twice, buddy. Um, but by the Pentagon, not really now. Aliens? It is. It's kind of like a soft. We, it could be anything. We need more money. And I was listening to the uh, the Senate talk about this, uh, at least about the Chinese spy balloon uh, on Friday. And towards the end of the Senate hearing, uh, Senator Tester told the one of the generals, "Make sure you bring up uh, this conversation about the Chinese spy balloon during budget talks," uh, and then we can have appropriate talks. So I, th- I think it has a lot to do with money. Um, maybe soft disclosure, project blue Beam stuff, uh, but everyone's going crazy. Project bluebeam That term is trending now. And I never thought I would see that happen, but here we are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how, how about this to add on to that, uh, from a more conspiratorial standpoint, I've, I'm sort of building up this theory that it's about tech too. Like, like it's it seems coincidental that you know there's a lot of people trying to debunk Randall Carlson's like bringing out this plasma technology. I mean, Dave Zed's been on this show before with you guys talking about this. You know, there Randall's saying that this stuff is going to the Indian government and the head of some uh, some corporations for licenses. Like, it's already been tested. It may be out there so far that they can't really put the lid on that bottle so all of a sudden they're calling these things objects so i was going to ask mike like why aren't they using the terminology that they they're supposed to be using now the uaps that that whole you know that whole report was based on they're specifically they seem to be trying very hard to call these objects even though like it slipped out in the canadian air force dude said they're a, it's a balloon and then the reporter got all pissed but they're calling these objects so in my mind I feel like this also enables them on another side to say, Hey, we've recovered this tech. We found this, this exotic technology. We don't know who made it or whatever, whatever they say about who made it. But, and we have to, to make sure this is safe for the world and they can clamp down on any other kind of alternative tech that's coming out, or they can just use that and get ahead of it. Um, you know, use it to somehow, uh, stop this from happening or to, or to slow roll it out, you know?
0: I would have to imagine with this, the advanced tech. So we're going on the assumption that the United States government has some really advanced tech and that they've had it for quite a long time, some like really out there stuff. But I'm assuming not everyone knows within the Pentagon what that tech is. It's probably a very limited amount of people, a very small amount of people that have the full, complete story. And uh, the people that are probably out there in front, doing the speaking are told to use certain terms. Uh, I I suspect that there probably is going to have to be some way they can gently roll this tech out for people to see in some way. And I I think we will be in Project Bluebeam full-on scenario once it is like round the clock coverage like the pandemic where you have CNN uh, bringing on experts and if there starts to be more clear images of of these objects. So right now they haven't even done a, a, a PR or a presser. Or there's been no photographs of, of someone standing in front of these balloons like Jesse Marcel's. There has been no marketing campaign yet. Um, so if they're getting ready to roll out this technology, but we need to have better pictures and better videos right now. So it's, I think they're still trying to figure out how to position this to get the maximum amount of money out of the taxpayer right now.
1: I, I like Graham's, uh, his theory though and uh monica i know monica goes deep into the ancient aliens uh we've had this discussion on on my show and and i think many of us are very fascinated with the idea that without a doubt like we we think of the way the world works as like our current state and the technology we have but there could be a lost wisdom that would have another completely different understanding of gravity and time and anti-gravity and and energy and all these other things um because again and this goes back and and I think this thing is uh, this topic is getting much more attention because of Randall Carlson the Graham Hancock his his series and you can't you almost can't fight it anymore without a doubt there's a lot of unexplained things that can really only be explained by come to the conclusion that they had some technology and some understanding of gravity or energy that we haven't figured out yet or is you know like many of us believe is lost wisdom you know or if we want to get more conspiratorial it's suppressed wisdom suppressed technology uh Monica you want to jump in you you I know you're pretty versed in this topic
3: well, in this particular case, I have to feel like when a guy like that says, well, I'm not ruling anything out. I mean, it's just it's a little vague. It's a little bit of a distraction. I actually think that this is I, I always feel like the X-Files is a really good way that this happens where they the, the aliens are real. The situation is conspiratorial, but there are also just regular plane government conspiracies that hide behind the extraterrestrial stuff. And I feel like the fact that that guy just threw that out there. Yeah, I'm not ruling anything out. I feel like the actual answer here is um way more three-dimensional. And I even think the idea of China is a little bit of a distraction. I actually feel like this, the main goal here, is to... uh move the North American Union one step further. I feel like it's all about a a, joint activity between Canada and the US. Dave Grohl on the Super Bowl, like, thank you, Canada, like that kind of thing is so psychologically important. And if you I was reading the Wall Street Journal and they had the Defense Minister of Canada and everybody's like, we are so happy that the US is like taking military action in our airspace, like we're a team. And I feel like that, and maybe coupled with food crisis in Mexico, something like that is going to usher in that North American Union that these people have been working on. Like Heidi Cruz signed the Council of Foreign Relations plan to start a North American Union with universal laws and, um, and off grid kind of background organization. Literally in the document she signed, it said, like the Bilderberg group, where we get legislators from different countries on the same page. For the most restrictive legislation. And the last thing I'll say is this was all on the heels of that same guy, General Van der Rake, or whatever, Van Hank saying just a few weeks or months ago, we need money for AI and surveillance. And, and this now this comes out and they say, well, we, we just don't look for small things. Like it reminded me of George Bush after 9 11 saying, well, our, our radar was facing out, you know, <laughs> I guess it's just not believable that they don't know what they're doing here to
2: me yeah they mentioned something about it the trick was this is moving slower so it's harder to detect right their NORAD systems are looking for a fast object so come on they're just making up excuses but I mean I don't know if you guys have heard the way Randall describes this technology it's this plasmoid technology that's based on sacred dimensions like this guy I mean and it's it's getting like a lot of negative attention too right a lot of people are trying to debunk it and say Randall's being taken for a ride but I mean Randall really doesn't think that he's been taken for a ride i mean he's seen he's spent weeks and weeks with these guys right they've tested the they've tested the stuff it seems to to be legit but it's based on like natural natural laws right it's sacred geometry they've they've been able to basically make a mini thunderstorm in these um these nested like stainless steel cylinders uh, creating a plasma spark in water that then gets harnessed and then it, it turns back into water. So there's a lot of opportunity here for them to also say, hey, these plasmas are dangerous, right? Because people talk about plasmoids being created in air and that's just, dis- you know, it can be destructive, right? This is an implosion thing. So I, I just can't help but think that, you know it it enables them to say hey, we found this dangerous tech right and we need to put the clamp down on anybody that's separating hydrogen from water or be regulated or doing any kind of this this new stuff that's that's happening in the world right now
0: yeah i think they have to maintain the scarcity economy and i hope what randall's working on turns out to be like reproducible at a, at a larger scale because that can solve so many problems for uh, what they're concerned about, which is global warming, carbon emissions, climate change, like all the people that are protesting for carbon credits and they, they want a better Earth, which everyone really does. They should be protesting to release this technology, the UFO technology, which no one does, because that would solve a good majority of our problems here. Um, but I, I agree with, with Monica. I think this is in part like it's a multifaceted kind of thing going on here. And one of them is the North American Union. Union. Absolutely. Well, he, here's
4: the thing. If they, if the U.S. government wanted us to think that we were being invaded by aliens, they probably could. They, if they wanted to say, uh, we have determined beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was a Chinese spy balloon, they wouldn't have shot several hundred thousand dollars of missiles at it and blown it into irretrievable bits. Same with the other things that they've shot down. They've made sure that there's absolutely nothing that can be recovered, that you could then come to the public and say, this is conclusively XYZ. So it continues the, I guess, I don't know, almost stasis of uncertainty, that people are in it keeps people confused and speculating and like monica a couple other people talked about it allows for the wallet to be open to funnel into the technology that's going to be necessary to surveil the slow possible balloon like (laughs) objects and things like that you get a trillion
5: dollars if you can't find balloons with a trillion dollars then let get the fuck out the balloon one else in there
6: yeah
3: And like you said, if they wanted us to believe we were being invaded, we would believe that. But similarly, if they didn't want us to know about this stuff, we wouldn't know about it. I was trying to like do a little time search to say, how many things do we shoot down? We probably shoot down things all the time, but you just don't hear about them.
4: That's a fantastic point. I was saying that on the show, something similar on the show this morning. If it was something that we needed to be legitimately afraid of, it wouldn't be happening in Alaska or Lake Huron or where. It would be happening over New York City. It would be happening over Denver. There would be major metropolitan areas that would be affected. You'd have camera phones on everything. Everyone would be certain. and very, you know, I mean, how many people walked around thinking Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and was partially responsible for 9-11? A lot. I, I agree with you. The
7: first time that this popped up, first thing that came to my mind is agendas and psyop. What What's this whole thing? Because as Ike said, when something appears out of nowhere and you see it everywhere, it's a system talking. So you got to ask yourself. And for one, what I've seen is it serves as a good distraction over this week because the whole news cycle seems to be at one time dominated. But still, it's a pretty, I don't know, popular topic to talk about. And um, another thing I think, Steve, you brought that up is if it was really a military threat, it would have been gone a long time ago. And there's a chance we would have never even known about it. But yet people are taking pictures and like, oh, we didn't know anything about it until the civilians told us. It's a it's a mystery. So, you know, it's just to me, there's something rotten in the hen house and there's agendas. And Monica, I think you're hitting about it. And there's money behind it. There is also the propaganda value. You can't help but dismiss that maybe they're introducing the the new technology that I've seen, as crazy as it sounds, I've seen the anti gravity stuff about twenty years ago out camping. And you know, who knows?
2: That's <laughs> who what's knows? so frustrating though, because why are they all of a sudden shooting these things down when have been there's thousands and thousands of these sightings all the time and they just ignore them?
4: Well, they're about to lose World War III. The Epstein client list just got ordered, released. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things going on.
7: There's Cy a Hirsch, lot of things going on. I mean, with he, the Nord
4: Stream Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. yeah, Cy Hirsch and the Nord Stream thing, I, which still hardly anyone's touching in the mainstream. Uh it, 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 There's a ton of stuff that's going on. The World Government Summit is meeting in Africa right now. Klaus Schwab opened it up this morning. Because of course, why wouldn't he be kicking off the world government summit? But this is it's, you know, particularly tailored to welcoming the the WEF nations and the WEF business people into the African business community. And so, I mean, because you know, why not pillage on all continents,
1: spread it around? So, w- w- do, why do you think they haven't shot? shot down or anything else so do you think other ufo sightings have been bullshit do they not have the capability like what do you think are well
0: that's the thing here it's like uh i was talking about this in my my podcast like the most famous ufo crashes you got you got roswell then you have like a mexican version of roswell that happened not too many years after that and then there's one like a lesser known one that happened uh, i think in arkansas or alabama but these weren't, like, taken down by conventional, like, artillery or missiles. Like, by all accounts, Roswell, that one was taken down by either a lightning strike or a radar interference. Some kind of, like, uh, like our radar somehow jammed something it was doing. So when it comes down to, like, shooting these things down, like a true UFO, like a true, like, uh, weird interdimensional alien UFO, we haven't been that successful So these things, I think that either they're balloons, uh, it's our tech that we don't mind destroying, or it's Chinese stuff, Chinese balloons, and they're, they're probing our airspace to test our response. And they'll keep releasing a bunch of these because we have to shoot down now all of them now or we look incompetent. And so they cause us to waste our resources to keep chasing balloons in the sky while they can do other things.
1: Well, it makes me think also about the Phoenix lights, right? Like, I, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Phoenix lights. I mean, this thing went over the whole city really slow. Nobody heard it. Like, basically the sky disappeared. All the stars as it went over, uh, the houses would disappear. I mean, there's, uh, quite a few documentaries about it. The, the, the mayor, the governor, so whoever it was that, uh, that dressed up like an alien member who kind of made a mockery of it. Yeah. The he, mayor or the, that was the uh, governor. Yeah. The governor. Yeah. He, afterwards admitted that he was just trying to uh people were afraid and he was just trying to make them feel more secure that like hey well, you know it's a, it's not what it seems or whatever um but nobody shot it down and if if like i mean that's the, that, it kind of makes me think about that and it's like why if that's the way they handle those type of things why wouldn't they shoot that down right because it was going slow it was so it was very easy to shoot it down it was very easy to get uh jets up or Maybe it wasn't, uh, unidentified. Maybe it was something they knew what it was. Like it makes you just kind of re-examine all these situations. Um, you know, the Roswell thing again, same thing. The thing is in Roswell, they also said, uh, it was a balloon. And then uh, afterwards, initially it wasn't. And then it was a balloon. I mean, could that be the case with some of these? Like maybe they're just saying it's a balloon to make us think that it is or, you know, it's, it's hard to know because there's a, like you guys, uh, are, are talking about. Like the government lies and then lies about their lies that it's like, you don't know what to believe. It's like, are they, is it that PSYOP? Is it not a PSYOP? Is there, is the agenda to lie to us? Is the agenda to, to kind of get us thinking about, you know, advanced technology that we couldn't comprehend and, and slowly kind of, you know, plant the seed of, of those type of things. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of confused myself.
2: Meanwhile, they have to tell us exactly what weapon was used—the P32 or whatever. In this, the first, they're selling—they're selling this new weapon. I mean, they're like, oh, the F22 shot the P32 or whatever it was, and the it, aim it took 9X. all this, like they—they they had to be very careful <laughs> that they hit the right part of the balloon and all this stuff, and and uh, you know, oh, it's 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 um...
4: a little kick-ass rock and roll music behind it.
2: <laughs>
4: That's gun song. And brought you by Raytheon, people. Did you see the the TikTok that uh, was circulating that somebody in China had put out where there's a fighter jet chasing a balloon and it keeps firing and missing? Like the they were just the Chinese were just openly mocking the U.S. it was, yeah, it was hilarious. There was also the uh, the little quick video with the zoom in on one of the balloons that says U.S. blew up the Nord Stream. <laughs>
1: That is hilarious. The so, even,
3: sorry, even if it's not, though, like even whatever it is, they're they publicize it. So, maybe it's a real thing. Maybe it happens all the time, whatever. One of the agenda items that keeps coming up for me, and this totally serves, is like how they they close airspace, like that whole Southwest airline shutting down the air the flights that for over the holidays and then booty gig or whatever, I really literally do not know how to pronounce his name, but uh, the Secretary of Transportation shut down airspace for the FAA a while back for like no reason for one morning and they shut down airspace for this. They said they were going to close. It was a dangerous civilian airspace and I feel like They're changing our whole profile, like we're going to a new phase of we're getting regionalized, our mobility is becoming virtual. So they used to want us to be able to fly around, they subsidize business travel, all that kind of stuff. Now, and there are big, big players behind like the 15 Minute City and stuff who want workers to be virtual. They want a global workforce. And part of that is the air stuff. They want to shut that down. And they're also, this was in the World Economic Forum recently on their website, they want to introduce electric planes. Now, electric planes have a very short range, and they're going to have a lot of problems. And I feel like they're setting us up for a lot of disruption in airspace because we're used to a perfect record, like 10, 15 years The only deaths that have happened on US run commercial jets in the past 15 years, I would say, were both either haystacking or one was a 9-11 widow and the other was that crazy like female sully on the Southwest Airlines flight where like something people were were breathing without their oxygen masks. Like it was really fishy on that. But other than that, the FAA or whatever, the airlines are absolutely perfect. So I think they're going to start ushering in some imperfections. And this just feeds right into that. It just sets up another excuse for disruptions.
1: Well, have you heard about the FAA changing like the guidelines? uh, So they have like the ECG and the EKG test, the cardiac uh, stress tests, and they just changed their guidelines. It seems like they're covering up. You know, obviously some things, but uh, whatever. I, I, this is beyond my understanding of, of wha- what they're looking for and how it works or whatnot. But there is like guidelines on like, okay, if if uh, if you get this type of outcome on this test, then, you, you know, we, we have to analyze you, have you look at a doctor, you might not be capable of flying. And then they basically um the room for air just like grew where now they're like, OK, we're going to let this pass or whatever. So it's it just it seems sketchy. And now you're talking about electric airlines and it's like, well, you know, they could be it could be a cover for many different things. So it, it's fascinating. Do you
2: think this is connected to the train stuff too? Then, because wasn't there a derailment in in Houston as well? So now we have two derailments. If that was three, actually, real three. So
4: there was a derailment out of uh, N O E, North Carolina, this morning too
2: is that like i don't pay attention to like how many times a train gets
4: it's train not free. so what we talked about this a little bit on the show this morning but the us rail infrastructure hasn't really been updated nationally since around the 70s there's spots that got built you know build up or maintain uh, through the 90s in some cases. I don't know if anybody remembers or not, but like in the early 90s, there was a big resurgence to kind of uh, remodel and vamp up like old union stations and try to do stuff like that. Uh, that fell by the wayside during the Bush years um, and really towards the end of the Clinton years. Uh, and the like the railroads themselves are crap. The engines are crap the cars crap i mean everything about the infrastructure is just garbage and in some cases has been abused or ill-maintained for a half a century so when the railroad workers were going on strike last year i don't know if anyone remembers that um the, one of the things that they were talking about, it wasn't, hey, we want better pay or we want more time off because that'd be nice because we work 50 hours straight before we get a break or something like that. But it was, holy crap, you've got to do something about the actual physical infrastructure because we're going to start killing people. And the Biden administration, meant, well, Donald Trump is the one that rolled back the regulations in 2018. What do you want us to do about it? by the way, if you strike, we're going to destroy you. And, and so that's what they did. They broke the back of the striking, you know, people who were going to strike for updates in the infrastructure. And now we've seen what three of these were, as normally it would take years before you would get three derailments of this
5: nature. And Pete Buttigieg, CIA, uh, Mayo Pete, <laughs> deeply involved in all of this, <clears throat> I mean, I've never seen so many failures in transportation under one administration. And uh, hell, two, two years in, how many, how many can we have? And what does this guy do about it? Not that I expect the government to step in Pe- and fix anything. People are but,
0: but- excited about aliens, Charlie. That's how bad. Like, it's <laughs> People are excited for aliens. Like, they're like looking at it as an optimistic thing at this point.
4: They were hoping that comet that came by last week was going to break off and just kind of take us with it. Uh,
5: Me too. I had my my
4: tracksuit ready just in case it was going to get hectic.
5: Yeah.
3: It explains why Booty Gig got that job, because I was thinking, why are they putting such a heavy hitter, deep stater on the Department of Transportation? Of course, I mean, the climate change thing does make it important, but the fact that he's... He's making sure this stuff is all going according to plan. And the, the whole thing, I did this a couple of shows on the transportation stuff on the World Economic Forum website right now. And the, it's also with the rail strikes. I was like, what's that all about? And a railroad worker emailed me and said, they are trying to cut in half, like crews from two to one, which of course, eliminating human beings and putting in the I- AI. But there's another thing they're promoting, which is like that. The trains should be these modular, um, like magnetic almost. So each train, nobody's in it and they, they break apart at different places. But to have a, to have a system like that would be a complete change in the infrastructure, complete. And it would absolutely have to be totally centrally controlled, probably in Europe a- across all the entire European Union. Here it would be the North American Union and it would be totally central. There wouldn't be like individual railroads if they went that, that route. I don't know if that's a real goal or just an option, but it feels like all the transportation is, um, you know, part of the agenda right now.
7: Well, here in California, they still can't even finish the rail to nowhere, the high-speed rail. I mean, literally, it is out in Cowtown, and they can't even get that thing going. So, I mean, sorry for me being pessimistic, but how the heck can they,
4: if they can't- That's great. (laughs) They did manage to burn out most of the people that were in the path of the proposed high-speed rail, though. So they got
5: that done. Um, So don't say they didn't do anything. Right. That's
2: true. true (laughs) And don't say they used green Chinese lasers because now that's a real thing.
7: Yeah. Well, everybody is like, Mike, you said it. They're distracted, but the UFOs are going to save us. And ooh, Chinese spy balloons. And next week, it'll be another shiny ball. And the people will look that way and they won't think about anything. The machine will still keep turning and turning and turning. It's
4: Meanwhile, they're openly invoking Satan and freaking opening a portal to hell and shit. Whatever the heck was going on at the Super Bowl where they're running out in the hazmat suits. They had I think like- they were
3: sperm. I think she was a fertility goddess. Was like she, a I, thought, I thought that she
4: was surrounded by white cells and she was the red blood cell.
3: Nice. That's, what- That's
4: a good one,
7: too. One of y'all need to have Freeman on there and have him break it down. Right? Right. Well, when I saw the Satanic Clown Show with Sam Smith, I think that's <laughs> the one. I'm like, the dude doesn't even have talent. I'm listening to the music. Okay, it's auto-tuned. There's a few things. I'm like, well, the quality of the music sucks. And then you see the Satanic Clown Show. And at, I- at the end, all of those people go up there and they push him back
6: down to hell.
4: <laughs>
7: and then we have the... Um, and
4: everyone went Bill Hicks was right.
7: Bill Hicks. Yep. And then they have the Super Bowl show with Rihanna coming out. Everybody's dressed in red. You know, everything seems to be in red now these days.
4: Joe Biden had that weird-ass red horror backdrop when he gave that one speech last year. Um, Yeah, and then it's been, like, that color red for all of the celebrity events going forward. It's been, like, the exact same lighting. And now the costumes are all, like... The same red plastic. It's probably vegan, though. It's probably vegan. Hey, Pretty it's close.
7: It's not blood. It's blood. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, when when you look at it, symbology, color, and stuff like that, it means a lot, especially to those people. You know, the color red, there's a reason why it's red. When you, Steve, you're talking about when Biden came down, there's an interesting thing that I picked up on as him and Jill are walking down that long ramp there's just a couple seconds when they go into the shadows and out of the shadows, they rise right in front of the podium Mm. and knowing what I know about production and everybody else's that was not done on accident. That was done for a reason as if he is the new God rising out of the darkness.
4: Maybe they just had to unveil a new Joe Biden to the public because the last one got a little bit, they was starting to bite kids instead of just snip them.
5: (laughs) Yeah. I just know that my God wouldn't shit his pants in front of the Pope. You know nope. what I mean? No, that's <laughs> bad optics. Bad optics. <laughs>
4: yeah. America can be described in a word. a president.
7: Well, today okay. I went, I went I got eighty-one
4: million food. votes.
7: Today I went. And I got one, my first filling, and so my face right now is pretty numbed up. And I was sitting there thinking, hmm. Now I know what Kevin Federling must feel like. Hmm. Sorry, bad joke. But, I mean, when you look at that, if you want to look at the state of politics, okay, you had Dr. Oz, and I'm no fan of him, you know, but he's a surgeon. The man's, you know, say he's brilliant. He can string a whole line of sentences together, and then they bring up Kevin Fetterling, who is a stroke victim, who can't even understand the people he's talking to without having technology, and the people voted for him. That's sad. That's really sad.
5: Yeah, but but also perfectly fitting for this administration. You know, are you qualified for the job? Not even close. Perfect. Then you're our guy. Or you're 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 Kamala Harris. What show, uh, Tell us about your, your previous history and all the outstanding work you've done. Well, I blew Willie Brown to get. Oh, fantastic! That'll that'll work. You're a you're and you're a woman of color. You you say. Great. And I also um,
4: like buses. <laughs>
5: yeah. And yeah,
6: you just take off.
5: <laughs> yeah. It's like incompetence is elevated and we're supposed to clap cuz it's all stunning and brave. We know that. And and actual productive people that have real skill sets um, that may be in the government. And I have no love for government. I, like I just got back from an anarchist convention. <laughs> um, but 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 let's be honest. Like you said, D- D- Dr. Oz, he is World Economic Forum connected. He is technically more qualified for the job. Uh, now he might be putting installing some agenda, but it is undeniable that he is more qualified for the job. But the people of of Pennsylvania said, "You know what I'm looking for in our in our senator. I'm looking for a guy that can't string four sentences together, and <laughs> and when you turn on the microwave, he pisses his pants. You know that's what I'm looking for in a guy. Let's nominate him. That guy represents my view. Maybe he does. Maybe the people I of or Pennsylvania are getting exactly potato. what they deserve."
7: Yeah, he doesn't understand yeah. fashion. The first time I ever saw him, he was at a press conference with Biden, right? And he's standing right next to him. And I just was like, who the hell is that slob? He's meeting with the President of the United States and he's in a hoodie. And they brought him up. And I was like, oh, geez, we're so screwed. <laughs> so screwed. He looks Charlie. like
5: one of the people down on Kensington Ave- Avenue down he, in Philly, he right? Looks like, he looks like, like, if he you looks get like some...
4: James Carville fucked Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ow. Ouch
7: appropriate, but ouch.
3: Yeah. So yeah. I think that the the it's Me Too candy. thing, like here in California, actually, I think Professor Bankman spearheaded this charge to get that a woman has to be on every board, and ultimately they want like two women on every board. It's like a law. And uh I after a while it's like if you keep doing that, because I know you know, I know people who are really qualified in business and um there are little boards you can get onto, but they can't get on any boards because anything that opens has to be filled by a woman. And uh my thinking was, well, if you do that, if you don't allow the really qualified people on the board, say there's one guy on the board who's qualified, not guy, but like one person, and everybody else doesn't know what the hell they're doing, well, that guy has all the power. The board is there to check. The, the judgment, the power, the self-interest of the CEO, of the other board members. And I really feel like, I think it goes to the original idea was um Menchus Smallbug, whatever, would say with the cathedral, like the idea of DEI is to get people in place who owe you, who aren't there because of merit. They couldn't actually go out and compete entrepreneurially. They just owe you. And whether it is because of DEI or any other reason, then or you know, it's the mob boss's grandson or something, you know, whatever the reason is, you have uh you get all this concentration of power then and the few people who do know what's going on. I really feel like that's cracking the code on Like I think that's what it is.
5: Sugar Bear, um Steve, your your favorite person. She's a oh. DEI uh employee who's incapable of of rebutting a sentence without her getting her magic binder out and she's, uh, so cute, she's a fucking embarrassment i mean an em- a straight up embarrassment she is unqualified for that job so
4: i for for a while i was entertaining the notion that your theory was correct that you put forward on the show one time charlie that she was she was a plant there to expose the incompetence of the administration writ large but but i kind of like i i've, I've you know, walked away from that no it's the it's like it's like the they just realized that uh that there was they had enough control of the monetary supply they had enough people on debt slavery they had enough people brain broken whatever that they could just parade around these complete buffoons cartoon villains uh, and whatever the dog and pony show that like the literal dog and pony show that is in part of the Biden administration uh, it's insane the the confidence that hubris gives sociopaths especially when they think they have a little bit of leverage and i'm pretty sure that all we have to do is collectively stop believing that they have the power over us and just use different currency and we'll be fine what well,
5: if you remember when she was announced as the press secretary that the announcement went, I'd like to introduce you to the first bl- a woman of color, uh, first gay woman of color as press secretary. Her name is who, who fucking cares. They didn't start with her name. They started with all of the descriptive uh, box checker uh, checks that, sh- that she, that she had, as the as the reason why they were so enthusiastic about introducing her. And I think if I were her, uh I would be mortified. That I would be like I'm more than that. But you know the thing is she isn't more than that. That's all she is. Remember and it's obvious first. to anybody watching. And she might be a nice person and maybe she goes home and cries herself to sleep, but you know what? Good good because this is the big leagues and you're a minor league talent. That's been called up to the major leagues because you're sleeping with the owner's kid. You know what I mean? That you're, you're not there for your merit and it's obvious to anybody with the eyes and ears to, uh, to pay attention to this. And so, but it, but again, it's perfectly on brand because if you just look through, whether it's Sam Brinton, uh, the luggage stealing, uh, dog pup handler yeah. guy or it's uh stunning and brave whatever Aunt Amanda Levine or whatever Peterman. the guy thing is that's out there. I'm done being nice to these people. I'm done I'm done saying, well, I'm not gonna pile on. No, no. You're supposed to put the best people in this position. You're supposed to make make sure that the organization runs smoothly. But if I didn't know any better, I would say by looking at this, that the intention was to break the system. It's the only explanation for their their overwhelming lack of uh, experience and and then elevating these people that are marginal candidates at best to positions of high power. And we're supposed to pretend like this is fine, and that this and is normal, and that this is this is okay. It's not okay unless you're trying to destroy uh, America, which I would suggest they most definitely are. And
2: it's not just the government, right? This is happening in corporations all over the place, right? So oh, imagine yeah. the effect in all the corporations where they have you know idiots coming up for for the wrong reasons. It's just it's all going to fall apart. I mean, just it's already falling apart, right? Look at Twitter, Expertise, yeah.
5: Look at, look at what they, what they, they had, they had, they had 2000 people that were showing up there to, um, have, have lunch and, um, sit in a a cubby hole and meditate and go to the rooftop garden and, and have, uh, kombucha and, and get their, uh, Manny pedicure during their, I mean, they were doing no work. So it's like, they were promoting the, they were promoting the the message.
0: Yeah. That, that was the point. Same with like any yeah. all these spokespeople; they're promoting a message. They have a singular message that they need to get out there, and then their cohorts, and then their supporters, and the media and social media will repeat it, and then that's the the narrative. That's the reality they want to push. Recently, with the Chinese balloon spy balloon and the the UFO shootdowns, the message isn't so firm right now, and I think this is a problem for them because if you go online. I think you see uh, conservatives, liberals, Democrats, Republicans all talking about aliens in this very similar way. It's kind of broke down the barriers because there's no firm narrative right now. And uh, just recently, um, uh, Jim Hims of the, uh, the Select Committee came out and said, uh, all of a sudden you have massive speculation about alien evasions in, in addition to Chinese action and Russian action. In absence of information, people's anxieties lead them to potentially destructive areas. So I think with this, with this UFO, UAP stuff, they're going to use it as another opportunity for censorship and creating a singular narrative. Because if you choose to talk about aliens and, or UFOs in a destructive way, you're harming America and the world.
2: And they can't even get their story straight no, either. I mean, they they even right, even right away, like even the initial few days of this, they're all, all over the place. Yeah. Oh, and it's not it's a balloon. Oh, it is a balloon. Oh, I, Justin Trudeau saying, oh, I ordered them to take off and shoot it down. Meanwhile, they were in the air already. Like all, just, all kinds of little, just little things like that.
0: It's a weakness. And you can see that. Like when they're confronted with something that is kind of unknown, like only 50 people in the United States knows like the full scope of everything. Um, it's, you can see it's a, it's a weakness, and you can poke holes in their stories pretty easily, and they probably don't know how to react because they haven't been given a piece of paper to read off of.
4: Did anybody see the thing where uh, a couple of years ago there was a movie called White Noise about basically the exact thing that happened with the train derailment and explosion yeah. in Ohio, in the town that it took place in Ohio? And there's oh my god extras in the movie who you are like, I didn't think we'd be living it. And CNN is the outlet that discloses this, which is super weird to me. And I heard Netflix was pushing it recently
2: yes. before the accident.
4: Yeah,
0: I saw it. I
3: just watched it yeah. first. I was like, is that I just saw the news. I was like, that's just like that movie I watched, but that movie was old. It can't have anything, but it was totally pushed on me. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, that train derailment in Ohio. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a movie called White, yeah, White Noise. It's got the, uh, the, the guy who played, you know, in Star Wars. He actually did a good job. And so they filmed that movie in East Palestine where the the real-life train derailment happened where millions of gallons of toxic chemicals spilled. They, they're they burning it off now. But in the movie, it was it was a train derailment that created a toxic cloud where people in the movie were told to leave the the town to escape. But in East Palestine in real life, they're not being told
4: to leave. <laughs>
0: I, I
5: read and they lit it on off. fire
3: on purpose, yeah, right?
4: Yeah, I think
5: so. They
0: did. I
4: read a thing off this morning where a guy who just lived in the area worked as uh, a, you know, an environmental consultant of some shape or form, had a science background, all that stuff, went to go document one of the fish kills. He pulls up, he recognizes the logo of a third-party consulting firm that he'd done previous work for. Uh, he gets out, he's got a little camera. They hop out immediately after. A dude blocks him, and he's like, are you the media? And the guy explains, you know, I live here, I wanted to take a couple of pictures, grab a water sample. Uh, it's, you know, have back. And they basically told him, "Look, the national guards right up the road, and we already put them on alert because we saw your cameras. So you've got a couple of seconds to convince us that you're not documenting, you know. And basically what they they wanted out of him was to know that he wasn't a journalist, to know that he wasn't going to take any pictures of them." while they were there doing the same thing that he was doing, which was collecting samples, documenting the fish kill, and then they told him he couldn't take any pictures until after they had left. Now, after the fact, he realizes, gets home and realizes, uh, not only did they try to prevent the media from documenting this and threaten them with arrest by the National Guard, but the number that they gave him when they were trying to buddy buddy and talk shop with him was for Norfolk Southern's liaison office. This third party environmental consulting firm was sent and hired by the railroad company to go and produce the report that's gonna tell the people that live there, oh, you're fine. You're Just fine. like nine eleven.
0: It's okay.
4: Just like the first responders
0: in nine eleven. Yeah. This this whole wreck, in combined with the movie thing, it's like we are in a simulation. It's like the simulation needs like a little plot point, so it, it looked at a movie and it reproduced it for us to to experience. It, I mean, and it just feels like that. And the The whole UFO thing recently feels like XCOM UFO Defense, a game that came out in the nineties. It, it's ramping up the same way. It feels like uh, reality is breaking down even more and more. It seems. When more and more coincidences start to happen, it's totally unexplainable. It feels like it's a simulation. Yeah, well, they ran up guys, the Hadron
4: Collider three times to what they'd normally ever ran it a few months. In, or last year, we, we, did a whole, we did a whole thing on it. Pretty well, sure it was the result of that.
2: What do you guys think about the China came out and said they shot something down, too? And then wasn't there a couple other countries now? Uh, Russia, so said it's they, also
0: Russia said also they shot just, one down.
2: So how, how does that play into this whole thing?
0: It's tough. When the, the first one that really confirmed in 2023 to shoot one down was in, uh, Russia confirmed to shoot one down in uh, mid-January. And then, uh, then it was the U.S.'s turn. And in, in, then China said, oh, yeah, me too. And uh, so I, it could be China covering its own tracks. Uh, the Russian one's pretty curious because they said they shot down a glowing orb. Uh, specifically, that's what they said, a glowing orb. Uh, not uh, a drone or an aircraft. They said glowing orb. I don't know how that factors in. And um, if it is our tech, then we're allowing it to be shot down. And now the Russians have it.
7: Recently, I just watched a documentary on that. Anybody heard of the TRB-3? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that, that was pretty interesting. And um, they gave a very compelling argument that that technology does exist. I mean, I'm I'm a firm believer that if, the government was to release the darkest of the darkest technology. It would be so far advanced. The majority of people presented with all the facts would not be able to mentally take it in their brain. This is real. So to see trb threes, to see experimental aircraft, anti-gravity technology, nothing in, in this day surprises me. And also what doesn't surprise me is the BS that the government and the media will give us because so many people, normies, as I call them, my friends, are so brainwashed that whatever the media says, they follow along like a barking seal waving a fish, and there's nothing you could do to tell them. I mean, I used to try to, like, I'm going to wake people up. I've learned, man, if you want to talk about it, we'll have a discussion. If not, let's talk about the weather. Because it's not going to matter anyways.
0: Go ahead, Mike. In giant bureaucracies, uh, and I work with some huge companies, oftentimes you'll work on a project, and you think it's like kind of secret, secret because it's going to change like your entire group. Um, you find out someone a few buildings over is working out on the exact same thing, and they're doing it a little better or in a different way. I suspect something like like that's going on with all this advanced technology. Like you have like the Air Force contractors that are working on particular things, and the old school Army contractors—they're working on similar tech in different ways. They might not know exactly what each other has or where they're testing it, uh, but they put it up in the air. And so some of the stuff that may have been released, that might be just Air Force stuff, where the Navy has its own stuff that the Air Force has an idea of what it's doing. It's doing similar things, but they're not talking to each other. And so they don't know exactly if they're developing the exact same tech in the same way, or if they're basically basically competing to a certain degree with each other. And so they might be releasing the same kinds of things just on their own accord.
1: And I actually think this is kind of exciting, this whole uh you know, the all the attention that Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson is getting because a lot of things that, you know, I I think all of us as researchers and thinkers and, and just curious people, we're constantly like finding interesting things and then we're like, Okay, this is a piece to a puzzle and I'm not sure where it goes or how things add up or why it's important, but I think it's a piece to a puzzle of understanding the world around us. And there's so many things, you know, so many guests I've had on my show, like uh Rupert Sheldrick and his whole mouse experiment, this whole idea of, like, mice would learn this maze. And for some reason, mice in a different location that was never exposed to those mice or, or exposed to that maze were learning the, the maze quicker. Like, and then you look at, like, you know, the people like Dr. Tom Cowan, um, I, you know, have, I've had him on uh, quite a few times throughout the years. And, like, he always has really interesting just perspectives on things and things that you think you understand or the understanding that we've been told like is acceptable to 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 kind of mold our worldview and he you know he talks about things like water like water not having some type of intelligence and you know it's now becoming a little bit more uh, of a discussion but for a long time you know you bring that up to somebody they look at you like you're crazy, and you look at all these experiments, you know, with different types of music uh, being played affecting the way the water will crystallize. You look at like uh, different tones, right? You there's uh, you can find videos of like different tones affecting the way a water will come out of a faucet, and it will looks like it's hovering in the air and spin. And it just So it's like, there's, there's all these things that are kind of shattering the way we look at the world and our understanding of the world. And, uh, when you look at like these advanced technologies, I mean, I'm, um, it's exciting because I, I think that there, it, we're not learning something new. I think we possibly could be discovering lost wisdom, lost, uh, a lost understanding of the way um, you know the world works, or, or you know some 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 lost wisdom, and, uh, you know it, it's fascinating because I think it could really, you know, if this stuff does end up becoming public at some point, or they can't suppress it for for whatever reason, either some some really uh, curious businessmen with, uh, you know, some unlimited amounts of resources, like it sounds like, uh, 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 what's his name, Rana Carlson is working with if they're curious in it and they can use a resource and they're like, screw the government. Like we're going to use our resources to kind of look into this. Who knows? I mean, you, you, you can only suppress it for so long. um, Hopefully, because I guess you could always kill those people because there is uh, it, historically, there's uh been a lot of examples of people who have messed around with technology. And then next thing you know, they have interesting deaths and, and fascinating uh mysterious uh suicide. So it's, it, 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 it's fascinating. I'm like really curious on where this technology is going. The scary part is technology on its own organically, you know, what the technology we see publicly is already advancing at a rate that I think humans can't adapt to. And then you really like throw a curveball and you're like, Hey, by the way, like the way we understand gravity or the way we understand energy or the way we understand consciousness and the way everything is connected, um, has been completely off and there's you know this is how things actually work or the way we we think it works now uh it it could turn everything upside down so it, it's it's wild i don't i don't know if people are ready like to like if you tell
0: like a casual person you're reading about the intelligence of water they're gonna think you're looney tunes or if i tell somebody yeah i was i spent my weekend reading about the the Nazi occultism and how they channeled these entities to get information to build their wonder weapons. And if you tell that, they're going to think you're crazy, but that's stuff that really happened. And the more you learn about the, the darker pieces of history and how some of, whether it's ancient civilizations that developed technology or the, the Nazis, that's still in existence. Like someone does have access to that knowledge. And they, I... I, I believe that the Nazis did get away. Like the, A good chunk of the, the uh, higher-ups in, in the Nazi regime, they, they continue to exist. Uh, South America, Antarctica, and they continue to exert their force and their influence over people that run the Economic Forum and our government and CIA. And we're still living under a, a Nazi regime right now. We're just kind of not aware of it.
1: Well, he definitely, Hitler definitely made it to Argentina. I, I had Gerard, he was one of the, I think within the first six months of my, doing my show in 2013 or or whatnot, Gerard Williams was one of the people I had to have on because he, he was a BBC, uh, journalist and he was all over the world doing, uh, just reports and, and, and research. And then he was in Argentina and he finds, all these Spanish written books talking about how like Hitler lived there and all these Germans that went, uh, lived there. And then he finds these little communities of like all German speaking people. And he's like, okay, there's something wrong here. And then I'm, and, and this is the thing about a lot of historical events that we just kind of accept to be true is that we always assume somebody else has done the research and done the fact checking. And if we're all regurgitating this, it's because somebody's done the research and this must be, you know, the accepted truth. And the Hitler story is a perfect example of it because he did that. You know, he, he was uh, a victim of kind of do- that type of thinking. And then he's, he's like, wait, all these people are saying Hitler lived here and that, you know, he lived in this community or whatever. And, uh, and there's like maids that he interviewed and all this stuff. And then he's like, well, let me look into the official story and you find out there's zero evidence that he actually died in Germany. And yet everybody's regurgitating that. And I kind of agree with you, Mike. Uh, I, you know, I've pondered on this a lot and I've gone back and forth. I would not be surprised if there's some type of agreement. Cause obviously we're all aware of Project Paperclip and, and, and all that type of stuff that there's some type of agreement that's like, okay, we're going to have to fake your death you know, because if we don't, you know, the 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 Nazis are never going to give up. We're going to keep fighting and it's going to be endless, but you're basically going to lose. So how about we fake your death? We let you escape. And then publicly we say, you know, you died. You said you had a suicide or whatnot. And, and that way, you know, you can escape and we put an end to it and you stop fighting. And, you know, so some, that could happen, you know, and um, when you look at just historically, every war has had a lot of fuckery and lies. And it's uh, what we've been told is typically way often from what really was happening with backdoor deals and conversations and, and whatnot. So who knows? But I, I think, um, you know, also the idea that, that people will have a hard time. Uh, accepting this stuff, like the advanced technology. I think that that's why Randall Carl- Carlson and Graham Hancock, has, their work is so, so important. Because these conversations are becoming more acceptable because of them. Because the, the water conversation, like you said, if I had a conversation with somebody uh, about that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, people are looking at me like I'm crazy. And now... Because people are looking at, because Ancient Aliens was kind of a show that people laughed about. Like, yeah, sure, you know, well, it's funny. It's fun. It's like a, a guilty pleasure. Like, oh, it was fun to kind of entertain those things, but you didn't take any of it seriously. And now they're like, wait, 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 pump the brakes. Like, you should be taking this seriously. And maybe there is something there that we don't understand. And, uh, and because of all these places that they're finding all over the world and, and till this day, we, st- there's still tons of debate about like, what technology they used or had access to 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 build some of these things i think people are much more open-minded to like the only explanation must be that we have no explanation there's something unknown about our past and uh and i think because of that people are much more open to these discussions i could be wrong but that's just my personal opinion
2: well and the the good thing is randall hasn't backed down from the the esoteric nature of this technology. He He's embraced the fact that this guy said he got it from reading Sanskrit text, right? Like it's the Vajra, Randall calls it. It's based on, you know, like ancient wisdom. And this, this technology is based on sacred geometry. I mean, so that's the perfect Genesis for, for people, Genesis story for people like us who are sort of into both the ancient wisdom stuff and, and all this other stuff. It's like, it's, it's bringing that forward into into the modern world, at, but it's also, you know, makes it easily debunkable or, or not maybe easily debunkable, but at least it, it gives people some fodder for for trying to destroy it as well because they're talking about how it could be used for all these different things, right? This one, so they're like, well, he's all over the place. He's saying it could be used for all this stuff. Well, you know, they've tested it on on vehicles running on water. I mean, uh, apparently, so it's it's exciting it's super exciting times like I, I just love how it comes from that source and not you know and, and how randall's embraced it he's like wow this is this is what it is he's not trying to hide it or anything like that
0: i think i think people are ready for for like the ancient technology and a rewriting of of human history like uh people are i think ready to accept that there was a civilization pretty advanced about 10 to 20,000 years ago they might not be ready or uh, Hitler searching for hollow Earth to find uh, s- secret technology, which he was. He was looking for hollow Earth, and he may have found it.
7: Well, well What oh, was once on. called technology... was once called magic is now called technology. And when you... you, you Graham, you brought up a good point about um, how Randall's talking about these creations based upon sacred geometry. When you look back at Tesla, Tesla believed this, a similar thing. It was three, nine, and six... And throughout that, you could really see the natural order and natural laws. And when you get into the occult, and I mean, it's in a general hidden sense, that information, I believe exists and has existed over time, because when you trace back the history of where did they come? Where did the Thule Society come from? Where did the OTO, where did um, Madame Bavlatsky and Theosophists, it all goes back to the same place. It kind of Pinch points at the um, Templars for Western occultism. But from there, it goes down to ancient writings from the Sumerians from the magic of the Egyptians is how they built these temples and through these ancient societies. And I believe that that knowledge is in existence. It's getting passed down. And possibly we might be seeing the revelation of the method where they're starting to release a little bit of this and get us people, sheeple, mostly kind of conditioned so that eventually they can introduce this now as far as disruptive technology what's it going to do to the oil companies and all these things the current power structure because say hypothetically someone was to build a walden cliff tower and bring wireless technology that was free from the ionosphere put it through the ground in the air so everybody there's no gas station everybody has a little box that they put on the back of their car and it runs on electricity and it'll run forever that will completely destroy the current economic systems, the power structures that they have. And everybody on this call knows those people up in power, those psychopaths, that 0.111% ain't giving up deadly unless. Well,
4: okay. So let's, let, let's look at it for a second like this, because you said what we call technology used to be called magic, but it has the same general hold over people and the same general effect over people. So mm-hmm. if. You have gone out of your way to, let's say, limit the water supply and make it so that water was becoming a scarce resource. If you were then to have this technology and capture this technology and you had a a dominion over the water, you would effectively be the purveyor of the magic and or God if you the same way with electricity, where they're trying to make it so that everyone uh, can't use wood, can't use gas, all of that so it only uses what's provided by the state grid. well, if you're going to have your electric car, if you're going to have your electric right. batteries, you're still one hundred percent dependent on the captured technology yeah, that's true um that's uh, that's
2: who i think is gonna it would stop it more would be the greenies right the people that need need the carbon credits and the car you know need to tax us for all that stuff they don't (laughs) want this to come out either right i mean that would ruin their whole plan all of a sudden we start getting greener automatically i mean and they're greener in their eyes
5: well might be decisions already been made because you see saudi arabia starting to pivot away from oil why would they pivot away from oil it's the one thing they have they've got that that racket locked up for the next century and yet you've got mbs talking about how they want to make it a tourist destination how they want to build the line how they want to do all these things that are you know taking them away from oil maybe maybe he was at the big meeting where they said it's over the free is coming out, it's it's gonna destroy the oil industry. So you better yeah. start making that move in advance. If you wanna if you wanna still have your place at the table here, you're gonna need to be, you know, your 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 stuff's about to become worthless, you know. So well, maybe how long that- have
4: people been getting off because they were building water engines and stuff like that? I mean, if you've got if you had a thirty year heads up and you had you know, the, the several decades and an entire regime change and massive improvements in technology all at the same time. You would be, you would be early in on let's transition away from a couple of these products into a couple of these products. And I'm sure that the at least a couple uh, of the Saudis were in on that conversation.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, how much technology that we're aware of has been suppressed? You know, the stuff that we know. You know, you look at a light bulb conspiracy, uh, plan ops lessons. You look at Uh, that great documentary gas hole about, you know, the cars and, and also the documentary pump that goes into how Henry Ford said ethanol was going to be the future of fuel because you didn't have to drill for it. You didn't have to look for it. You can just anything that ferments, you can make, uh, fuel out of and, and how that, you know, ethanol was suppressed, the diesel engine, how it was supposed to run off peanut oil and, and vegetable oil. And then. Um, they basically just threw all that history out the window and like, no, it's supposed to run off diesel fuel. And, uh, so historically in the trolley car conspiracy, right? You look at, um, uh, the trolley cars and, and how DuPont, GM and Firestone, I think a bunch of them got together, had a front company, bought all the trolley cars before they, it really started getting popular nationwide and then crushed them and then replaced them with, uh, powered PVTA buses. So it's like, this is the te- technology we're aware of. And Stanley
2: and, Myers water car.
1: Yeah, was that the guy who uh was on like a local news?
2: Yeah, late 90s, yeah, him too, yeah. Who
4: yeah. yeah. came out and said I've been
1: poisoned
4: and then died.
7: And the yeah. two guys that poisoned him walked over his body or walked right by it just as if they didn't care.
1: Yeah, I did nothing suspicious there, obviously, but uh <laughs> but i mean that's the technology that we're aware of and and obviously we are also i think we somebody brought it up uh the tesla technology uh the the free energy and if you go into like just even the most mainstream tesla documentaries they they talk about how edison you know didn't like or, or um jp morgan didn't like tesla's research cuz he's like how are we going to make money off this you know and uh and that because he wanted to give everybody free electricity and 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 all that stuff and he also had What at the time seemed unusual perspectives on, on the world and how it worked. And and now you're like, okay, maybe he definitely was onto something and it makes uh, a little bit more sense now. So all this technology has been suppressed. So who knows what the elite, for a lack of a better term, the, the elite or those in power, who knows what uh, evidence of this technology or understanding of the world has been taken and used in their benefit? I mean, the Tesla papers will write the FBI. Uh, when he passed away in new york uh in that uh, uh, whatever he was a motel 6 <laughs> I'm kidding um he uh they they took his maybe he was a motel 6 I don't know but I don't think there's a, new, a motel 6 is in new york but uh it, it, they took his papers and who who knows like why would you hide that from the public right like why would you take Dr. that
3: Dr. John Trump took those papers Yeah, from MIT <clears throat> Trump's uncle yeah,
1: an
7: interesting yeah. story
1: yeah, so it's like we are, are, and then you look at the Bob Lazar story, I mean, I know people have kind of conflicting opinions on him, but I don't know, man. I I find him to be pretty credible in regards to, like, he he doesn't really say that he knows anything. He's just like, this is kind of what I saw. This is kind of my interpretation of, of what it could be, but I'm not, you know. And, and that sounds about right, because that's how the government would work. I have two cousins that uh live in Connecticut, and they're retired FBI agents and they actually met at the bureau. They had offices right next to each other. So naturally, when I see them, I grill the shit out of them and I'm always trying to get information out of them. And they, I'm, I'm one time, um, well, my, co- he's my cousin, but he's married into my family. His wife is my, my, my first cousin. And, uh, he's like, listen, he's like, when I met your cousin, He's like, we had desks right next to each other. He's like, we had no idea what we were doing. He's like, she had no idea what she was doing. I had, you know, she uh, she had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, when you look at the Bob Lazar story and the way Area 51 works, it sounds about right how, like, the government uh, does things, you know. And that's, to me, it almost made his story more credible, this idea you bring somebody in, you only work on this one thing. That's it. You have no idea why it's important, why you're working on it. So it's like when people think, Oh, that somebody would say something. It's like, well, what would you say? Because even if you said something, you would sound like Bob Lazar. You would know very little. So it's like, who's going to believe you? You, you? And then they obviously try to, uh, uh, make his, his past disappear. So, you know, saying where he got his, uh, right, his PhD or wherever he went to college. Uh, they said that he was lying about that. And they found some, uh, yearbook or something that had a picture of him. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's all fast. Graham, you want to jump in?
2: Yeah, well, didn't he also have a car that was powered on hydrogen or something like that? The Corvette? Like, if you look, look him up online, he was building, like, rocket-powered Corvettes built on, uh, on hydrogen, I think, or something. Propelled by he hydrogen, had, he, so.
7: He had a jet
1: car.
2: What was the jet car?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's fascinating. I mean, it's, it's all super fascinating. I mean, I, I, I really feel like, if I could be wrong, but at the rate that we're going in and people's curiosity growing, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And people investing in it, like Randall Carlson's, whoever these, I mean, has he, last time I, uh, I heard him on the Rogan podcast, he talked about how he was going to go public in a few months. I know Graham's pretty, you, you know him personally. Uh, is that going to happen soon? Well, or? he,
2: he went on Rogan again right you know that and then rogan yeah. rogan found it too controversial to release right away right so there's a whole bunch of people basically Out. saying saying hey rogan's protecting randall because he knows he's getting scammed and then a bunch of other people are like no rogan doesn't want to release it because it's they're trying to vet the whole thing first before they release it randall still thinks rogan will release it is that the episode you're talking about you did you hear about that part
1: well, so this is what uh, I know that so in late last year he was on. Yeah, right?
2: this, yeah, and then he came, he went back on again and oh, Rogan right. wouldn't, wouldn't, won't release it yet.
1: Yeah, I heard people talk because he was on, somebody else that he was on with, uh, whoever else was on that, that episode were, was talking about like, we just had this amazing JRE podcast. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah.
1: Hopefully I can't wait for it to be released. Yeah. And this was like what feels like weeks or maybe even, m- like a month ago. And I keep waiting. I keep checking Spotify. I'm like, when's this episode going to come out? Because I'm so intrigued because Randall Carlson late last year said, I'm going to go in in much more detail about this anti-gravity and all this other technology that we're going into. So once I saw somebody... Talk about it on—I don't know if it was Instagram, Twitter, wherever it may be. I'm like, oh my god, they recorded it. Rogan doesn't necessarily always release shows, um, you know, right after they record it, but typically it's like within the week or, or a week and a half, two weeks or whatever. And now we're like almost at a month, and I'm like, where is this episode? And then I started thinking, of course, the conspiratorial side of me is like, are they not going to release it? Are they? Is it so con? And that's what makes me think, like, holy fuck, like, what if this information would because it's the biggest platform in the world and if it's you know if it's legit information that can't be disputed and it completely opens the door to this whole another way of looking at you know the world around us and and tech and science and whatever it, like it's going to be a huge freaking deal so to me it only m- makes that episode more interesting and probably more credible Well
2: than- that's yeah that's the other part of it it could be adding almost like a Streisand effect type thing, right? Like letting this stew for a little while until it comes out might make it, make it worse or better. But Randall did admit that it was, he said it was a good episode, but he said it was also a little frustrating because Joe kind of went into attack mode a little bit. Like Randall brought a presentation to go over the technology with him, all the stuff in the technology, right? And Randall kind of kept side, tra- or Joe kept sort of sidetracking it to, to trying to vet Malcolm. Malcolm Bendall himself, right? Like trying to kind of poke holes in, I don't know, I, I don't want to say poke holes because I, but almost like uh, just focusing on that a little bit more than than they wanted to, because they wanted well, to go into the technology. When, so.
1: when Alex Jones was on his episode, or when it was on uh, Rogan, and Rogan was like grilling him and grilling him and grilling him, and I remember a later episode, Rogan saying, and he kind of went in detail on why he did that. He's like, yeah, when people hear things that seem, you know, may, not, uh, and I, I'm I'm not putting words, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm, I'm assuming things that maybe Rogan will accept, you know, more likely to accept than the average listener. And he's like, okay, he feels the need to have to like grill them. So then the average listener is like, okay, he's not just accepting this. He's going to, and then the grilling will lead to actually it being back checking it yeah fact checking it. it's like because i remember when they talked about like the pizza gate thing right and uh i think they're you know they were like oh you know it sounds crazy and then he's like okay well let's look up these emails let's look up you know and they were literally like going through the emails and it's like okay well now you can't debate the fact that something fucking weird some hidden uh you know secretive uh language is being used in these emails because none of this makes any sense and um and so and I wonder if he was doing a slimmer technique where it's like, okay, if I just let them talk, people are going to be like, what's it, like? Why? How did Rogan not push back? Does not make any sense? But if you push back and then they can defend it and they do a good job uh, going in detail and answering those questions that maybe the average listener might have, maybe he was doing it as a way to basically benefit that side. Or maybe, you know, so sometimes I do find that not just Rogan, but a lot of people, Will be open minded in regards to one thing, and then okay, perfect example not to give him, uh, uh to to say names, but a friend of some of uh ours, and uh, I know some of you guys have been on the show, and he's been on our show, uh Alex uh from uh, the the skeptic uh I'm having a uh, skeptic what the skeptico
2: first? Alex Acaris?
1: when he was on my show right, and we like we 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 went had a little friendly debate because. He was talking about how like flat earth is the most ridiculous concept ever and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I, to me, I was having a hard time understanding. I'm like, you are so open minded in regards to consciousness and like all all these other things. And then like, this is like the crazy, like you think that's like where you draw the line. To me, it just seemed like it's, it, it, it had some. Like he had blinders on, right? Like some people are willing to accept one thing and then another thing like, oh, that's absurd or that's too... And I'm just like, well, you know, that's like if this is true or you think this could be true, why, how is this any more outlandish or crazy? And Rogan sometimes can be frustrating because sometimes he accepts you know something like okay he's being open minded and then another thing he's completely closed minded with so i'm i that, again and i'm just kept uh being kind of skeptical of how the conversation went but i am really intrigued with like you know what happened in that conversation and was he being a jerk or was it, but a lot of shit happens behind the scenes too if you listen to enough JRE you, little hints and nuggets come out you know, and he has said stuff like politicians, like, um, contacting them and you hear about like he, his security and it sounds like he was having like death, you know, some threats and all this. Like there's a lot of, when you have a show, okay, we talked about how, you know, the elite, the powerful, they want to have control of everything and anything that can sway culture or whatever, uh, you know, they'll use it as a weapon. Well, why wouldn't they try to control, you know, and have a hand or influence? on the biggest podcast in the world like you have to assume there's conversations about this like we have to you know let's let's sway him this way do we know anybody who's close to him let's put a you know look at all that stuff that was going on during election time right where all all of a sudden every person that was close to rogan had an allegation that was you know about them doing this or doing that you know brian callen had a disappear disappear go ahead monica
3: yeah i had an experience once when i was on radio where it was the boston marathon bombing and I I don't know if you guys remember this. There was the naked man. There was a video on CNN in the middle of the night of a guy who got arrested in Watertown who was naked. And it was Tamerlan Sarnia. And I mean, I stayed up all night and I just compared a bunch of pictures and everything, and even to the point where the pictures I came up with to say like that is Tamarlin Sernayev, Alex Jones ripped them off. I was so proud. But uh, so that so I I when I did my show, I got got on the air and I was like, they said that his brother ran him over, that whatever, but he was in police custody at that time. So there is something more to the story, and I did a lot of work on it, and I kept getting um, you know, I don't know what it was on Facebook. at the time, like how a DM is or whatever, but somebody was communicating with me from the show uh, while I was on the show saying, you know, I'm a huge fan, whatever, but I worry, I'm worried about you. What I really think it's really important for you to just say, not that you're absolutely positive that that was Tamarin Surnayev. Don't say that, say that you think, or in your opinion. And he kept coming back. And I had a lot of weird like experiences like that for that particular Incident because I was really digging in and I realized then that's how they control you. They, I mean, I don't know about Joe Rogan, but I'm just saying for me, it was clear that they were trying to direct what I was saying and how I was saying it a without me even knowing it and be uh, in very subtle ways that you wouldn't even think was being a sellout. And, you know, he's obviously on a totally different scale and he's got a lot of focus on him, but I think they you don't even necessarily have to know, and it doesn't even have to be anything big. It's just cutting the corner. So you're like, well, he's close to some ideas. That could be someone saying, hey, you know, because people would say that's to me too. Producers would say, hey, like, that's going to make people think you're crazy. You shouldn't say that. And I'm like, but that's what I think, you know? So I would say it. But if you hey, really cared about your career, you might not.
5: Do we have a minute to have Brian jump in real quick? Because I know he's on a time uh, a time crunch here. Brian, are you able to...
6: There you go. Sure. Thanks. I know you're working on something. By the way, I just emailed you the other day. So check your email, Charlie. Um, so thanks for having me on. Thanks Ricky again. Um, Yes, I am at a school board meeting in Caldwell, Idaho. Monica, what you just said, though, just reminded me I was outside and it started to snow. We haven't had snow here in like two months. Right. So it just started to snow like crazy while we're waiting for in line for two hours to get our tickets. They're making us get tickets to come and speak at a public meeting and limiting it to 60 people. I can talk about that another time. But it just started snowing like crazy. And I said, well, maybe they're manipulating this, right? And the guy next to me didn't know what I was talking about. It started looking at me like I was crazy. I'm like, weather manipulation is real, man. <laughs> it's like they've been it's doing like it for a years really old. long time. <laughs> I was just Yeah, exactly. It's not a new thing. And it's, it didn't just start with these weather balloons we're seeing the last week, right? Oh, weather balloons. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, it's all, it's all a distraction. But I moved, as many of you know, that I moved out of Connecticut last year. I moved to Idaho. Right. And I moved to get away from the toxic indoctrination, particularly what's going on in schools. I have children. I have a child who's, as you know, vaccine injured and has to attend public school to get his services. Um, and in my hometown, where incidentally, our business is now based out of Caldwell, Idaho, they are trying to pass. And it's up for discussion on the agenda tonight at the school board meeting. Uh, a policy, a transgender policy, that's going to require staff and students to use gender-affirming language, and is going to allow um, students to use, you know, the locker room or the bathroom, bonds to gender they predominantly identify or express. And so this is the kind of stuff I start getting messages season your schools for a long time right um and i thought i was escaping it but it's everywhere it's the polls in america have been taken over by this mafia this leftist mafia um it, that is pushing this indoctrination uh, onto uh onto our children uh, thanks monica yeah i'll see you next week um, and it's just it, it's, it's out of control. I'm going to be speaking. There's a live stream and we'll have it posted on our on our website, too, and on our Rumble channel, because I spoke at the last meeting. So hopefully they'll let me speak. Last time they shut it down because um, too many people showed up in opposition. We had a thousand people outside and it made national news. It was actually, believe it or not, even mainstream Fox News covered it. Um, but we'll see what happens tonight. I did an interview with local media here. They'll probably chop it to bits or won't air it but um i didn't think i'd be fighting this but they're actually what they're not thinking is <laughs> they're not just violating freedom of religion here um they're imposing a state-sponsored religion because they're opposing and opposing I'm, I'm a catholic devout christian so they're opposing in an, a an oppo- they're imposing on our children in the classrooms and opposing religious belief and they're also imposing a content-based free speech restriction. Because if my son or if any teacher speaks out and says something different, uses the correct biological pronoun, for instance, instead of the gender-affirming one, that is a content-based restriction on speech, which the Supreme Court has clearly said is illegal. we go back all the way to Tinker versus Des Moines during the Vietnam War era. You can't have content-based restrictions on speech. And you look at the Bremerton case, Kennedy versus Bremerton High School that came out of Washington State last year at the Supreme Court. Where you had secular celebrations after the game that were allowed but a football coach praying on the sidelines was not well it's the same thing here they're going to allow gender affirming language to be used but if, if if someone uses the pronouns that correspond to their religion to their religious beliefs or uses opposing language they're going to be disciplined the teacher will be fired and if that happens i hope they call us because we're, we've already made them aware we're standing by, we're getting ready to file lawsuits. And if the parent asks for religious exemption to have their child exempted from this, that also um, is grounds for a religious discrimination suit and a free speech violation suit. So there's going to be all kinds of lawsuits. I just didn't think I'd be fighting these battles here, but I just want to give a warning to anyone that's about to flee your home state. If you live in California, or you live in New York or Massachusetts, Ricky, anyone, anyone of you who thinks that you're going to flee and you're not going to find it there, you're going to find it there because it's everywhere. But thanks for letting me jump in. I got to run.
5: Thanks, Brian. We appreciate it. Yeah. It, the agenda is real. It's yeah. disgusting and it's ubiquitous <laughs> and it's, it's designed to <clears throat> change society. And and we absolutely positively will not allow that. And I appreciate you're such a badass. You get, <laughs> you know, once they start getting letters from the lawyers, uh, then maybe their tones will change. And if you start violating free speech and you start doing those things, you open yourself up to some massive lawsuits that, uh, that these people are not counting on. So good for you, man. We appreciate it.
6: All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on, Ricky, Charlie. God bless you.
5: Thanks, Brian. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you later.
6: Yep.
4: I had to jump up and make coffee. I was falling.
5: I was him, just but... it in an archipelco, and Ron Paul was speaking, and he was going off about cultural Marxism. It was his real hot button. I mean, it was the thing that was driving him. And he was talking about this and schools and how it infects this this ideology is being spread and how it's it's clearly an agenda. We know that. It it's it's being made to happen, and it's so inconsistent with nature and reality and that, that it has to be imposed on people because if left to their own devices, people wouldn't readily accept it. But it, it seems like it, it's, it's the Jedi mind trick on real weak mind. Only weak minded people are into this sort of stuff. You know, <clears throat> the type of people that, you know, that watch MSNBC and think that Rachel Maddow is giving them the straight information this, these are, these are low IQ people, but in packs, they're extremely dangerous and and this ideology of course is is anti-human i mean it's anti-religion of course but but it, but it's just it's inconsistent with humanity that the, the elevation of um uh, you know oh i've had 18 abortions and i'm you know come come celebrate me and look i put it on my t-shirt and i'm so cl- this is insane i'm not a religious person but it feels demonic you know and and then you see you turn on the the grammys and you see that then you turn on the super bowl b- or superb owl and you see that with, with rihanna and you go it's clearly an agenda it it, it it's un- anyone wanting to to debate that would get curb stomped it is undeniable that this is an agenda so the question is why why and why now You know, is it, is it because we have this weak president who's like a Trojan horse for every shitty concept out there? Is it, is it, is this what we? does this blend human beings with with uh, machines? Does this, does this uh, everybody's a different gender? Does that make it so, well, listen, if you're not man or woman, you're you're maybe somewhere in between. And if you're somewhere in between, you're not even really a person anymore. If you're not a person anymore, well, then you don't have rights. And we're not going to, we don't want to extend you, right? So maybe it makes it a little bit easier for us to take away your rights. And by the way, you injected mRNA technology. So now you're legally not even technically a pure human anymore. So so, so can we buy and trade you on the stock market now? Can we own you? Can I? Can we rent you or sell you or throw you in a, a, a wood chipper because you're no longer human? I mean, where does this end? And it feels like with Agenda 2030 creeping in and alien invasion, it's just so much. And in one of these comp- components in and of itself is enough to break people's brains. But it, it feels like 360 degree dominance of people's minds. And we here are all pretty much thinking, you know, we're we're looking at things and we don't maybe have all the answers. Clearly we don't, but we're at least taking a swing at it and we're at least analyzing things, or we're dragging in the information we have from what we know in the past and saying, well, based on what I know about X, Y, and Z, it seems like they're doing that. Think about the dumbed down people that aren't thinking about this. How easily they're going to fall into this trap, and how pretty soon it's going to be like, you know, uh, stunning and brave to 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 come out as satanic. And I'm going to put that on. You know, like get rid of the Pledge of Allegiance, get rid of the you know uh, Star Spangled Banner and the you know and all that stuff. Let's replace it with the Black National Anthem. Everyone's like, what? Like at the Super Bowl, you see that everyone's going, what the fuck is this? You know, this feels so inauthentic and inorganic. That, well,
4: at least for the, the black national anthem thing, that was just a part of black culture for a hundred years. They just started dragging that out into, you know, white Christian society a little while ago. But it was the NAACP, like adopted it as the unofficial black national anthem in like 1917 or 18 or something oh, like dude. that. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, they so it, just, it sounds like a bunch of hunkies
5: wrote it, though, doesn't uh, it? It's got no
4: soul. Well, that's only be because better, you could get Congress singing it. If you go down to like Black Church or something like that, and you, or you go to a you know you go to a cookout or something like it, it, it actually it's, it's a lot better. But no, could get BB
5: King to write it. You know <laughs> what I mean? It was
4: pre 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 Lucille pre Lucille oh. when they did this. Was the Fran like almost Francis Scott Key days when this thing? it was written in 1900, but mm. um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been, it's one of those things where like, you know, a, a handful of white people knew about Juneteenth before a couple of years ago, you know, it was just, it was part, it wasn't part of, you know, white culture or mainstream culture or whatever. It's the same thing with this, but it's being, it's being weaponized in a way that makes it seem like you're. Uh, you're being—it's being forced onto you, and people who aren't comfortable with shit like that are going to have a naturally visceral reaction to it. So they're getting what they want out of it, for sure.
7: Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of a lame song. It's inversion. Everything what was good is now called um, bad. What it was black was now called white. You know, and if someone mentioned, "Is this satanic?" I think Charlie, you did. I'm not overly religious, but when you see the imagery. When you see the iconography, and it's all based upon Satanism, you can't not say, okay, there's something to this. Whether I believe it, you believe it, somebody believes it, and it's put out in our face. And then another thing is like with the transhumanism, or excuse me, the transgender. Um, I forgot who they What's see? the difference? <laughs> That's exactly where I was getting, because what is a transgender? Um, Martina Rothblatt wrote a book called Transgender to Transhumanism. And in the machine, there is not going to be a gender, a male, a female, uh whatever. You're going to be able to create any avatar you want. And it's been proposed by people, and I think they kind of got a point. What this is, this is just early social conditioning, kind of like when we were kids and had the enterprise, you know, and you had the little communicator. Mm-hmm. Well, now that technology is old school and it's accepted. So it's almost as if they're trying to roll that out for eventually the transhumanism thing in the meantime it's completely destroying the youth because gender and sexuality is one of the core functions of the human beings and now they're just wiping that out so you can do anything you want and they're training these kids at five years old you know when i was five years old i was learning how to tie on my tennis shoes and i didn't even know what the f word was and now these kids are being bombarded by this ideology and down the road i think that Our society is definitely going to be affected by it in a negative way, just to put it lightly. And, but who the hell cares? Once we all get the brain chip, old Elon, he's going to save us. We can just sit in our little pods and we can just like, like live as much as we want and we can crap in our pants. Hell, they're not even bring us the pins on a little, little drone that'll come into our house. And maybe if they're really high tech, they'll change it for us. Isn't that nice of
5: them? Yeah, wait.
7: Yeah. Tell me about
1: it well uh, uh, charlie was that a uh obviously we've talked a lot about transhumanism and and how all these these things kind of work in their advantage in regards to the greater agenda um what was like a a topic that maybe you kept seeing repeated or people emphasizing maybe something that you know really stuck out that like wow a lot of people are talking about this as being a, a important topic or was there any speakers or anything that really stuck out um, that, you know, you think, you think is, uh, is worth sharing with us? Well, you know, I mean,
5: I love Max Egan. When Max Egan speaks, he comes out onto the stage and he says, I'm going to start this speech the way I start every speech I give at an Arcapulco. Fuck the government. Fuck the government. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole place goes crazy. There is that theme and and it's not just for the sake of fucking the government it's that look these the people that were at the at the event that that I've that's now the third time they're smart people they're doers you know they're thinking they're talking about things. They're, they're talking about building parallel societies. And part of the reason why they say fuck the government is because they see, they recognize incompetence when they see it. And they know they could do a much better job of whatever this is. So they have no respect for the government. And, and that, that I think all of us probably feel the same way. But it's, um, but the theme Ron Paul was talking about, you know, he talks about liberty and freedom, and that was it. But but the cultural Marxism was his theme for the for the night, and I heard it at the presentation, and then he gave the speech when we went to dinner that night, where it was, it was. Look, this is really important because it's not just, it, you know, he's eighty four years old, and it doesn't really, it's not going to matter to him. But it, they're they're targeting kids with it and that's that's a huge problem and when you target kids then you're doing so with the intention of of basically planting seeds that will grow into this ideology so maybe the ideology doesn't really live right now maybe we're laughing at it because it's laughable and people think it's crazy but in 30 years when these kids are in positions of power it will be normalized you know they will be the ones p- driving this this home and so he was explaining how it's really imp- important for us to break that that indoctrination uh that's happening right now with the children because if you don't they're going to grow up in a world thinking that it's totally normal that that uh that there's 100 different genders and that and that you can you know and that Certain things just don't matter, and that, you know, um, math is racist, and that uh, white people are either victims or oppressors. You know what I mean? Like in his critical race theory, he talked about that several times. He talked about common core, obviously, but th- th- this is a This is a breaking and unhinging of the minds of children to get them to believe that three times four equals 11. And that's fine. As long as you show your work, you'll get that. You'll get credit for that. That's common core. That's not me joking about that. That's in that. That's them talking openly saying we're, we're more concerned with the, with, with, you know, the process than the, than the correct answer. Well, look, if you're building a bridge and you're an engineer, you need the correct answer. You don't need three times four equals 11 because it makes, if you say that it's actually 12, it makes my feelings hurt. That's crazy talk. That's nonsense. And it's nonsense to us right now. But what he was saying was you get 30 years down the road and all of a sudden it's not nonsense. It's, it's two plus two equals five George Orwell type shit. And if you call it out, then they put you in the padded room. You think it's too late is it' too no. late <laughs> no it's not too late no it's it's not too late but 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 it is it is a it is a f- it is a full blown agenda right now i mean it is it is undeniable that they are investing a lot this stuff doesn't happen easily to get an entire generation of people to believe nonsensical things takes a lot of effort and and the fact that they feel that this is with all the things going on they feel that this is the priority should tell you just how diabolical these people are because they're, they're prioritizing horse shit at the expense of real problems that we have. I mean, we have, we have kids graduating from high school in Baltimore where two of the kids in the entire fucking school passed math and English scored high enough to actually consider themselves proficient in math and English. Two kids, entire school, where you had the average uh, scores below 50%. The average scores. You have people, kids being, you know, we have an education problem here. And the priority is to, you know, focus on things that don't really matter. It's it's crazy. It's not too late, but we got to hurry.
4: Okay. Her?
0: This is the
3: part where I usually
4: remind people that, that everything we need to do to get out of this, we've already done. And we've already done varying degrees of success many, many times. And all we have to do is remember that the thing that hinges all of it together, the poor of the predator class is the central banking system. And the counter economics is the most revolutionary and violent act of war you can wage against that system. so that means you need to, you know, talk to your neighbors and get to know them and build community systems of support that don't necessarily rely on central banks or state
5: infrastructure. Yeah. Which, again, we've all already done before. Yeah. Well, we'll, this has been a, a, a fantastic discussion, as always, all over the place. Let's let's wrap it up with some promotion since Steve's here and just wrapped up. Um AM Wake Up. Let's talk about it, man. I love what you guys are doing over there. Thanks for having me on Friday. It was a lot of fun.
4: Heck yeah. Thanks for being our our on the ground anarcho correspondent.
5: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
4: Sure. Yeah. I really do appreciate it. Uh we're I I get to do the, the best morning show on the interwebs with Boss Jardula Monday through Friday. 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, please, uh, swing by tomorrow, Tuesday. Ryan Christian, Last American Vagabond joins us as our third mic every Tuesday. Monica, uh, is going to be dropping in, in the third hour. Uh, lots of, lots of stuff going on. Kurt Metzger stops by more Wednesdays than not. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Mike has been kind enough to be a frequent drop in on Fridays. If you're feeling up to it, please come through this Friday. Ricky saying every time he gets sports keys all day is, is right there. Um, and, and yeah, we do three hours of, uh, narrative deconstruction, media deconstruction, uh, apocalypse prep, dick jokes and, and interviews with the best uh, people on the planet. So it's cool. Come through.
5: It's a great show. I highly recommend it. Um, um, nature boy is producing radio shows that people are loving and, uh, thanks for always, uh, reaching out to me. I, it's, it's my pleasure to join you guys. What's, what's cooking over there with you guys? Oh, um, nothing much. Uh, Chuck's done a lot of changes
7: on it. He's brought, um, Chris Gray's on, uh, three times a week, which is always an interesting show. He's one hell of a researcher. If nobody knows who he is uh unfortunately the show that i was producing the wednesday show well it got canceled for chris so hey you know good move on his part honestly i really do because chris is something special and then um i help him out on just doing right now voiceovers and bumpers and stuff like that because i do do voiceover work and i've done a little bit of work for mr mike over there on one of my favorite podcasts our big dumb mouth podcast live from alpha center one (laughs) I think that was it. Hopefully, I didn't get that. I didn't butcher that. Close too enough. Bad. Close enough of the show. Close enough. And I just want to thank everybody here. Um I really like hanging out with people who are the smartest person in the room and actually feeling like a dummy because that's how I get smart. And I want to thank you, Ricky, for everything you do. I love all your podcasts, Charlie. I've been following you when you're down in uh, Poco, So thanks for giving us an update. And at that, I will shut my big dumb
5: mouth and that y'all do. I've been been, really surprising you do voiceover work (laughs) wink wink (laughs) i've been
1: been trying to get nature boy to start his own podcast i'm still working on it yeah i think he one he obviously has a great voice for it but he's also as people can tell who've heard him on the union of unwanted he's a, a very fascinating guy and uh i think people would would love to uh to hear more of him so uh until you have your own show we'll just have to keep inviting you here but Uh, definitely ponder on on the idea there can never be enough truth tellers and truth seekers and and curious people who are uh, putting out great shows out there so uh definitely think about it i will thanks Ricky. you are too kind my friend you're too kind
5: graham what's going on at at gramerica and and with the audiobooks um what's hitting the the what's hitting the market soon in the audiobook world
2: Hang on. I'm just muted there. Um, well, it just came out, uh, Mystical Life of Jesus by Spencer Lewis. Pretty interesting book. That should, nice. be, that, should be, uh, that should go over pretty good. And The Ancient Wisdom from Annie Besant, which is kind of a summary of theosophy, like a distilled version of Blavatsky's work. So those are the two two fresh ones. We got uh, George Bernard Shaw coming out. Everybody's political. What's what? Which is really fascinating because he's an admitted you know communist socialist, but he would agree probably with us on more things than not. It's really kind of a nuanced look at those sort of intellectuals. Well, he wouldn't. Well, he might call himself that, but you know, back back then in the mid nineteen hundreds. Um, but I want to mention one more thing about Randall quickly. I put a link in, in the chat there for his live show last Thursday where he addresses the JRE thing. And he gets pretty assertive with the people that are trying to say he's being swindled. He's like, look, if you haven't re- listened to what I've said about this and done your own research, like shut up about it kind of thing. So, um, I, but that's not on his website yet or on the YouTube channel yet. So I don't know like when, like, I don't know how come I can watch it on that link, but it's not there yet on his, on his channel. But anyways, that's for people that want to know more about, about him. And we're doing trips with him in May and September, scablands and Montana mega floods. You can go to contact at the cabin.com for tickets, uh, for that. And we're also got a sh- one coming up. We just finished a successful event in Shasta. I wasn't able to go, but Darren's just on his way home right now. And, uh, it was a great event called Magic on the Mountain at Shasta. And, uh, we've got one on, f- on 420. I guess it's April 20th. In uh Bryce Canyon and Zion National Park doing myths of the stars with David Matheson and hanging out with a bunch of people there. And oh, uh yeah, then beautiful. the then the two shows. So you can get everything at grimerica.ca. We've got two podcasts there plus uh all the audiobooks, and they're also at adultbrain.ca. So that's a huge help, a good way to support the show. If it wasn't for the audiobooks, uh I'd be struggling with my my day job right now. So Yeah.
5: Ricky, I was thinking of you. i I'd spent the whole week with Dr. Andrew Kaufman. He was talking about Tom <laughs> Cowan. I know you've had him on a million times. What do you? What's uh What's coming up on Ripple Ripple Effect?
1: Uh, I actually just released a, or just recorded this afternoon a great episode with uh, Ryan from Last American and Vagabond. Uh, obviously, you guys all know him, and uh, and then I just released a episode that's going to be out hopefully in the next uh, day or two, and then. Uh, late last week, I put out a episode with, uh, Nick Bryan. He returned first time he's been on since, you know, for quite a few years ago. Uh, and, uh, last time he was on, we were obviously talking about Jeffrey Epstein and child trafficking and, and all that type of stuff. The, uh, the only difference is Jeffrey Epstein wasn't a household name at the time. And we seem like lunatics for even suggesting that, uh, the stuff was happening. So it shows you how much, how far we've come. But another really, really fascinating, a podcast. We talk about the documentary, uh The Conspiracy of Silence. We talk about um Who Took Johnny, which is another really fascinating uh documentary because that uh, Nick Bryan's actually in it and it's it was a, he was the first kid on a uh milk carton and um who went missing and then that story it seems like, oh, just a missing boy. But then it, it really goes deep into, uh, its links to the Franklin scandal and this whole uh, other network. It wasn't just a one time thing and a, you know, one kid. And, um, so it, it really kind of uncovers a, a much. A uh, deeper and darker world. Uh, so yeah, it's that type of stuff. I, I I'd have to look at my schedule to see who else is coming up. I'm so bad at this. I'm I'm kind of like Graham. Like I don't. I I'm I'm too curious and too many things. So I wait till the, like the show's coming up. Then I start doing my, all my research. Then I'm like, oh, let me listen to some interviews. Let me. Do. So I'm always really bad at knowing who's going to be on like later in the week or next well, week.
2: You, well, you can't do it too far ahead because you know you get cancellations. And then I mean, I just finished doing a whole bunch of research and the show never happened. So it's like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, that, that happens all, you're right. That's exactly why I don't do it too. Cause I've done the same thing. I'll go like, Oh my God, I'm going to do a show on, on this topic. So let me do a deep dive again a- into this. And then next thing you know, like you, you're spending all this time kind of refreshing your memory and, uh, the show gets canceled. So yeah, that, that ends up working out. But yeah, the ripple effect I was having some issues with that URL. Nobody could figure out why. Um, I I've been having issues with Spotify of late too, and and I've been having just people giving me feedback that they're having issues finding it or whatever. Um, it seems like everything's working, so definitely the dot com. Uh, you can find links to all my channels and all my stuff and all that good stuff. So, um, that's it. I think.
5: Mike, I had a f- I had a blast on Wednesday. I oh, always yeah, enjoy, Come on, dude. Appreciate OBDM. it. DM the best, the funniest. Ch- and one of the most informative shows too. I I, I always talk about how funny it is, but <clears throat> I, I we, get some, we get some topics out there. You do have some some serious topics that you do some deep dives into. Yeah. I don't want to be dismissive of that because I learn a lot listening to your show. And then I and then I learn about Arby's and interdimensional Bigfoot and things like yeah. that too. So it's a full very wide variety of knowledge it's
0: a wacky show go to obdmpod.com i think last wednesday I, I touched on uh aliens are demons and uh this wednesday i'll probably be talking about hollow earth and uh the ruler of hollow earth and admiral bird and all that stuff so uh wow. yeah, go to obdmpod.com and uh yeah check it out thanks
5: um we had Brian Festa on wethepatriots.org um we also had Monica Perez check out her work she's doing what how many shows now she's got the new the deep dives with Monica Perez and also uh the show with B- Blinkley um propaganda report yeah yeah propaganda report is a is a classic of course everybody knows that uh macroaggressions i've got an episode out right now with Captain Dan Hanley 30 years of experience flying for United Airline. He is on the record. He's the, he's the founder of uh, 911pilots.org. He is on the record with all of these pilots saying that it is a physical impossibility for those fl- planes to have been flown by 19 Arab hijackers on 911. I think we know that. We got into a discussion about the Boeing Honeywell Uninterruptible Autopilot System that was most definitely used to control the planes that is unless you are a no plane believer and that's fine too uh, I, I'm not here to judge but uh whatever you want to say but he's talking about how you know he, he knows how it works in an airplane he's flown them all and uh he knows what you can do and what you can't do he did not get too far with the authorities in the United States he has decided instead to try and form formulate a 9/11 commission in the Muslim world he lives in Pakistan right now and he thought that it would be a good idea. And I think he's correct in this assessment that, um, it, it, that the Muslim community was demonized with this bullshit story of 19 Arab hijackers. And that if only they were to understand that that story was, was a lie and that they were used as the justification to start the war of terror, then they would be enraged and would actually start to demand some sort of investigation. God knows that the American authorities won't do that. So he's going in a roundabout way and I support his work for that. So you can catch macro aggressions wherever podcasts are served. And also in video format on band.video vigilante.tv rockfin and odyssey and Sam Tripoli couldn't make it today, but he's got 18,000 shows. They're all great. Eight. he says he has to have these shows or else he's just going to be a lunatic talking to himself in his car so um, you know listen you got to have an outlet for your, for your art so we love you Sammy we'll see you next time thanks yeah. everybody for coming Cheers, a great everyone. Day thanks, day. thanks everyone Adam thanks
1: Pearl. guys thanks guys have a great Bye. night thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the next one whatever that may be I was not to what on um, the producer for birds the introverts. I know